Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Talk Recorded live. Uh, praise Lord to you all. Praise the Lord. Lord. Uh, thank God, Amen, for uh, being on the round table again. Thank God for you and uh, Apostle Dave. I just noticed that you got back on Facebook. Working yes. on it. We're working on it. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I got your fa- I got your friend request. Okay. Well, thank that's God. On, that's on the new account. I have. Earl's trying to get the old account and make it current, so then we'll just have one account, not two. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Yes. So I'm going to go on mute until about 8 o'clock. All right? Mm Mm-hmm. So are we muted now? Yeah, I think so. Did you hear me on the phone? Yeah, I can hear you. God bless you. That was a quick 8 o'clock. Uh, wow. Amen. Thank God. Amen for whoever's a whistler. That was me. <laughs> Amen. We thank the Lord for you. I don't know if you all are on the um, login. We're on our phones. Go ahead. Turn it over to Errol. Speak first or do whatever you're going to uh, uh, release. He's going to speak first. And, uh, sir, I, uh, I suppose you're scheduled still for tomorrow leaving uh, in the morning? Uh, sometime. Yeah. If, yeah, if you were coming over by or something, are you going up to Erie? 
I haven't. I haven't. Uh, honestly, even at this end of the day, I haven't even decided. I'm so tired today. Um, I honestly haven't decided yet. Uh, you thought to go to Erie with us if we, we went? No, I was thinking if you weren't going to go, we might eat breakfast. Um, at 10 o'clock in the morning, I have to uh, help uh, my son-in-law move something uh, in lieu of the baby coming. Uh-huh. So I have to... Uh, uh, dead thing. Yeah, do that kind of thing. Well, we thank the Lord, amen, for uh, Elder Deneen, Dr. Deneen's on the call. Amen. God bless you, woman of God. And praise the Lord, everyone. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So uh, we thank the Lord, amen, for uh, Elder Deneen and um, the Shank brothers who are on the call. And um, thank the Lord for the Lord that's uh, Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit that's on the call, and somebody else that's coming on. Uh, who we have? God bless you. God bless you uh, to the McCarthy's. That's what, that's what I thought. You usually are very prompt to uh, be on, and uh, thank God for you. I'm going to ask Elder uh, Deneen to uh, begin with a prayer, please. If she's in a place where Praise she can. Sorry, let's unmute. Um, Heavenly Father, we come to you. We thank and praise you for just uh, one more opportunity to come together uh, with the people of God and discuss your your graces and your mercy and just your revelations that you have for us on tonight, Lord God. So we ask that you just bless uh, this call um, that we may be able to share with one another. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So uh, tonight, amen, we uh, greet you all in the name of Jesus. That's the name of Jesus. We thank the Lord, amen, for all that are on the call, and uh, uh, we welcome uh, all that I have already addressed, plus Prophet Yvette uh, that's on the call also. Amen. We pray that uh, you all had a great, everyone had a great uh, holiday. And... um, uh, we thank the Lord even for bringing us down to uh, this uh, moment of uh, time. Um, tonight, um, I, I just wanted to greet you and then uh, 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 turn you over into the hands of Apostle uh, Dave and Earl Shank. Apostle Earl is in the city. He's here in the city of Cleveland. And uh, welcome to you, Dr. Shaw. And um, he said, God bless you. And and they're going to uh, share something that the Lord has uh, prompted them uh, to give to us. Amen. So uh, we thank God even for them. And and, uh, all that we do tonight is for the glory of the Lord. And uh, this time, uh, we kind of turn it over to your hands, brothers. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, first off, uh, I would like to acknowledge Jesus is Lord and that we are his servants and have been servants for some time now. We appreciate the opportunity 
we uh, we have uh, my brother and myself have uh, a pretty long uh, ministry history, and I just want to ask my brother now since he has uh, been through the ranks of ministry minister and uh, elder and prophet and seer and uh, apostle. And just like to focus in for a moment on his uh, uh, ministry of healing and what what uh, what do people nowadays go to the healer uh, how, how do they approach? What do they expect? And what is the uh, agenda of those seeking a healer for? If you would uh, delve into that a little bit, if you would, Pastor Um It's it's kind of an interesting walk uh, as as people are injured or. Uh, sick, they typically will not call somebody with the gift of healing. Um, it's it's kind of amazing how uh, they they don't even want you necessarily to heal them. Uh, there are people that I I come in contact with that have obvious afflictions because. They're wearing a brace on their knee, or they're in a sling, or they're limping, or have a cane or crutches. And if you ask them, you know, may I lay hands on you? Uh, I see you're in pain. Is uh, I have a gift that God has given. You know, all those kinds of things. A lot of people just don't want you to to operate in that gift. I don't know whether it's, they don't have a belief system that can comprehend or not, but um, a lot of people are searching out chiropractic. Uh, uh, A lot of people are searching out uh, herbal herbologists and herbs and uh, acupuncture and massage and all of that, but when you have a gift that could either give them immediate healing or healed as they go, like the Bible says, uh, it it kind of just, it's like looking at a deer in headlights. Um, and, and even in the church, when people know you have the gift of healing and they have a need, some people will allow you to approach them and lay hands on them, but rarely will they seek you out. Um, and if you ask certain ones in the church if you can lay hands, they may say yes, but in reality, they really don't want you to, and so they'll come up with some sort of an excuse to where they will not accept the operation of the Holy Spirit in your life. So when I'm rejected, I I look at it as they are not rejecting me, but they are rejecting the giver of the gift, and they're operating 
in a different place than where I'm coming from. And so if they say no, I, I leave it alone. If they want to explain why, I don't want to listen because I don't want anything to come into my spirit that would hinder my walk with the Lord. And so I, they can talk all they want to after they uh, say no, but I stopped listening to the excuses uh, so that it doesn't hinder my spirit and and make me think about them in a different way. I just I stopped listening. Um, I have found that uh, in Mexico, most of the Mexicans will accept your prayer and the laying on of hands and more so than the Canadians and the Americans that come down. Uh, there's something about their spirituality that it seems to be uh, more in tune with uh, Christ-like living. And so uh, even though it's a lot of Catholicism there, uh, they're still open to you praying for them and laying hands on them. Uh, and the Americans, you know, they, they come up with all kinds of reasons why they don't, you know, I've had this for 20 years. Well, how long did the lady with the issue of blood have it? You know, it just, it's not the timing for them to to be blessed in their minds. And so they aren't looking for relief from their situation. So, you know, I, I've been doing this probably for about close to 40 years, and it all started with a dream. I had a dream that a lady at church had a brace on her left arm, down on her wrist, and when I went to church where we both attended, she had a brace on her arm, uh, on her left wrist. And I went up to her and I put my hands on her wrist. And I just asked her this question, do you believe that God can heal you? And she said, yes. And I said, so do I. And that was about the extent of it. And when I came back uh, and saw her a little bit later uh, in the week, she didn't have the brace on her arm anymore. And so that's how I started looking at, at what God was trying to show me. And so then anytime there's an opportunity, uh, I put myself out there. I put God out on, on the spot, so to speak. Uh, and I do what God has me to do, and he takes care of the rest. Some people want prayers verbally when you do that. Some people I hold conversation with because the Bible says lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It doesn't say lay hands on the sick and pray loudly and they will recover. Um, you know, it's a traditional thing that people go ahead and pray out loud, but it doesn't say that. Prayer is a lifestyle, and if you're to pray always, how can you carry on conversation and pray? So your thought process has to be kind of divided. You go in thinking about God and how he can perform, and then you just lay hands in that case, for me, 
And I believe God's going to do what he says he's going to do. And so some people have asked me, well, what happens if they don't get healed right away? And all I can tell them is they'll get healed as they go. I don't put expectations on when, on time frames. But I believe something's going to happen. I try and raise their expectation to something is going to happen. And I believe that when you lay hands on the sick, they're going to recover. And then God has to perform if you're walking by faith. And I also sometimes will tell them, I give booster shots, which means I'll come and lay hands on you again if you need it. But I I just simply, when I leave a person and they aren't healed immediately, I pray for them when God brings them to my mind. There was a gentleman in Centerville, Indiana, that was totally blind. Uh, he had vision. He went blind. He had sugar diabetes. I laid hands on his eyes. And I prayed for him continually for about a year. And every time I'd see him, he'd give me a report that his eyesight was improving. And then at the end of that one year, he said, it's back to where it was. There was a lady with glaucoma that came to me, and she had doctor's appointments six months in advance, every six months. And I laid hands on her uh, before she went in. And the doctor noticed a change. The second time, he noticed improvement. The third time, it was gone, back to normal. Glaucoma doesn't do that, but Jesus does. And so I just let God work after I do what he says to do. And I prayed for her when she came to my mind. One lady came up to me at a spiritual retreat after a prayer session, and she had macular degeneration. And what she said to me was, after the prayer session, that the Lord told her that I would be instrumental in her getting her sight back. So I said, okay. I laid hands on her, and I said a silent prayer. Uh, and then I never saw her for a year. And I finally saw her, and I said, so how are your eyes? And I had prayed for her that year. And she said the doctor wanted to know what she was doing because the macular degeneration went away. And all she said was prayer. So God, God's going to do what he says he's going to do. And anybody with the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside of them has the same power that God has given to the gifts if they want to operate in those. And God will will allow people to operate when the need arises. You don't have to have a special calling on your life to act as God's agent because he's already called us when he saved us. And so all we got to know is what does the book say and what does God say in the book and then we just go operate out of that belief system. He's got to do it. Otherwise, he'd be a liar, and he's not a liar. 
So I just, I look for opportunity. And and if I was a thin-skinned person, when I get rejected, I might, I might falter, but that doesn't stop me. I just look for the next one and go from there. So the people come to you or you go and see the opportunity and, and, and minister in that, in, in that way. In, in Mexico, I go out specifically on Sunday afternoons around the lake on the sidewalk, and I look for opportunity to minister. But some people have come to me or, or have sent for me, and they want me to lay hands on them because they have benefited in the past. And some people, like I said, when when you get healed, how many have ever like had a a wrist that hurts, and then after it feels better, they start looking for the pain again? Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. When you yes. okay, well, you don't have to look for the pain anymore if it's gone, and right. so you just go about your daily activity. But some people have actually, and and this wasn't me, but I do know it was uh, uh, District Elder Fonzer in Newcastle, Ohio, prayed for a gentleman that was blind. The gentleman received his sight, and then he started wondering about his uh, Social Security disability payments and so he went back blind because he wanted the payments rather than to go find work. And so you can get your sickness back or you can get injured and and get healed and then re-injure. So, it, you know, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and then they tried to look for a way to kill him again. So... Did Lazarus never die again, or did he die later? I mean, you know, you got to look at things in the natural as well as the spiritual and see what happens. I mean, you know, God will do miracles that last forever, but also man has decisions and and things that happen that may counteract some of those miracles that would have lasted forever. If I had a broken leg and got healed from it and jumped out a second story window, chances are I could break that leg again. Let's, you know. Okay. So, uh, Sounds like that sometimes uh, your your ministry resembles uh, that of Elisha when uh, Naaman came to uh, the holy man Elisha and and said sent a message by way of the king that 
he he wanted to be healed of leprosy. Well, mm-hmm. the leprosy was prevalent in his life, and he had had it for some time, but he he desired to have healing of the leprosy. But when uh, when he came to uh, came to Israel and uh, sent the letter, the letter was sent from the king to the king of Israel. The uh, letter said that uh, he wanted him to uh, heal Naaman. Well, the the prophet Elisha said that uh, uh, send him send him to me, and he will know that there is a God in Israel. Well, Naaman Naaman was incensed about how this prophet uh, didn't spend any time with him, or didn't didn't do anything miraculous or anything. He just told him to wash in the Jordan seven times. Well, he got all upset and mad and angry and didn't think that that was proper uh, protocol to to do healing. And so the the, uh, people around him told told him, well, if they had told you to do something fantastic, you would have done it without questioning. But here's something simple you're you're, uh, questioning his uh, his method here, and he's just giving you a a simple instruction. Why don't you follow it? So Naaman did. He went into the Jordan River and, and bathed seven times, and his skin became healthy again. Well, Elisha uh, took uh, his his uh, reaction rather well because he didn't he didn't condemn Naaman for his actions or anything, but that he did them. And then Naaman came to Elisha and was going to give him a gift of silver, gold, and, and raiment. Well, uh, Elisha was not one to seek gifts and and, and emolument, and so he he told Naaman no, he would not accept anything, and so Naaman leaves and goes back towards Syria, and uh, Gehazi. Uh, Elisha's uh, manservant uh, went after Naaman and desired him gifts of silver and raiment. Well, he Gehazi was deceitful in his approach and in his uh, receiving the gifts, and uh, Elisha uh, put the curse of leprosy on. Uh, Gehazi's on Gehazi and also his family for generations. So there are consequences involved in in 
uh, seeking and doing ministry of healing, but the uh, but the uh, offer of uh, gifts is uh, something that should not be uh, construed as seeking seeking after uh, emoluments and fame and so forth. So, ha- have you ever encountered uh, exact situations or situations where people uh, come to you offering gifts to heal them or anything? I've, <laughs> I've really uh, not experienced where they've offered me gifts um, Sometimes they're very grateful and they'll express gratitude, but uh, they've not come to me and, excuse me, I felt a sneeze coming on. They haven't come to me and offered me, well, I'll give you $10, please lay your hands on me, that, something like that, but that doesn't happen. But um, my own daughter, my youngest daughter, she wanted, uh, she was complaining of her back uh, hurting. And I said, well, lay down here on the bed. And I laid hands on it. And she said, I said, how's that? And she said, yeah, but it'll hurt later. I said, well, what does that mean? It's fine now. But if she wouldn't have laid on the bed and been obedient to that, would she have gotten her healing? I don't tend to think if if I'm speaking like that that we could have done it any other way. But some people come up to me and say, oh, place your hand here and heal this. Well, you're asking me for a healing and you think you know where the problem is and God may not say that's where the problem is. Uh If you know anything about the human body, it's connected in ways that we don't typically understand. And if you have a headache, if you squeeze between your thumb and first finger, the pressure in the head will release. So if if the the healer is saying, I want to lay my hands here, but they're saying, no, place them over there, that's, that's a, a who's in charge kind of thing. And so I'll do what they ask, but I don't guarantee anything. I just, I go ahead and do it, and hopefully God will take it and go. But typically I've not had much success that way. Um, there was one gentleman who came up to me and he says, I have a a pain in my body, but I'm not going to tell you where it is. And I'm thinking, oh boy. And so I laid my hands on his shoulder and he said, how do you know? How did you know? I don't know, but God knows. And if I allow God to move in me, He'll move me to the spot lady that needs to be touched that day, and they can be blessed. But that's a test. And, and so I, I accepted the fact that he was looking for relief, 
and God has to answer that question from you to give him a higher faith-based uh, belief system because of the positions where he was going into because he was doing street ministry and he needed a level of faith build up. And so that's what God did for him uh, at that particular time. But if somebody offers me a gift, I don't always accept it, but sometimes I accept it because I don't want to take away the blessing of the gift from the giver. And so I try and use discernment and see what it's for and who it's from and what was the intent and do they have it to give and was it seed money or out of abundance and and sometimes I'll take it and get it back to them in a different way, or I'll pass it on to another need down the road. I don't always keep it for myself. So that that's how I can answer about the gifting. But usually it's just a thank you, and then they spread the story. In Mexico, they were telling the story about a healing that I gave uh, and this lady had two elbows that were in pain and I laid hands on the, the right one and she immediately got relief. And then she started thinking, well, how did he do it? And what did he do and what's going on? And so she didn't get as much relief for the left one. But then after I did it later, a second time, she was fine with both of them. And the story was being told by a group of people that they couldn't remember anybody's names that were involved. And one of the ladies there knew me, and she said, I'll bet that was Earl Shank. And so she asked me, and I said, yes, that was me. And she went back and told the group. And there are people now that are starting to ask for me and search me out. And usually it's for a blessing of healing of something. Uh, and and I'm, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm marveling at God because I'm, I'm just Earl in the flesh and I, I have no power except by him. And it's his power that he allows me to operate in and through. And I, I just, it, it tickles me and and makes me smile every time God works, and and that's what I love to see is is the benefits God passes out to the to the people I come in contact with. Well, at this time, shall we open it up for questions, or comments, or uh, anything? Apostle um, Dave and Apostle Earl, this is Apostle Bill McCarthy. First of all, I'd like to yes. thank you for that teaching. Um, that's a very powerful and important teaching, and I think that a lot of people don't get healed because they're looking for the spectacular. They're looking for what they see on television. They're, they're looking for to be knocked out and uh, to, to fall out for a great 
show to take place when they're healed. But scripturally, that never did happen. It's just that that's what happens in today's world. The way um, that you explained the healing and how God leads you in the healing and, and how God leads you to the part of the body that needs to be healed is something that needs to be taught because scripture does say that for as many as believe, signs and wonders shall follow them. It doesn't designate apostles and prophets. It, it, it's for everyone to have that gift. Um, so thank you for teaching that. Um, I got a lot out of it, and um, I, I hope that God continues to use you uh, in that vein. Thank you. Anyone else? I I, um, run into a lot of people that uh, even our, um, uh, my sister-in-law who uh, passed on, she was a believer, but she said Jesus would have to come down himself and put his hands on her. He sent several people to pray for her, and the manifestation was there. She just did not walk into her healing. And so that's very important that um, uh, we get out of the way and let him do his perfect work. And um, uh, I really was blessed because I've been afflicted with a couple of things, too, and um, uh, been praying. And I know that sometimes it's right then, and sometimes it it takes a little while. But uh, overall, excellent teaching. I enjoyed it, and God bless both of you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd kind of like to pose a question. I've been into some church meetings where they'll say so-and-so on the east side of town or, or some other direction, they're afflicted with this or that. Point your hands towards them. Why are we doing that? What are we thinking when we do that? And what do we expect when that is done? Has it ever crossed your mind when they've been when you've been asked to point your hands towards somebody? I always think it's, it's, it's uh, the strength of people praying in numbers. He said um, uh, uh, about people praying together, there is strength in the prayer. Or it could be just we are so um, we are so used to religiosity that we do it because somebody says it. That's another way to look at it, too. Okay. Okay. Now, Now, what's amazing to me is if I touch myself with my hands, I don't feel anything. And sometimes when I touch people, I don't feel anything, most of the time, in fact. But a lot of people tell me that I have the hottest hands that they've ever felt. Some people get an electrical stimulation like uh, you would go to the uh, doctor and he'd put an electrical uh, charge through your muscle and make it contract. 
I've had people say that my hands were cold like ice. And so I just think they receive what they're supposed to receive. But if you think about those things, that's an energy that is leaving the body of me and entering into the body of them. And so if we can pray for a person long distance, we're sending God's deutimus, his his Holy Spirit, we're activating that energy from God and sending it off in a direction, and I expect it to work. So I'm just saying that, you know, I don't feel what they feel all the time. Once in a while, I prayed for my pastor one day. He had a back issue, and it felt like a rippling of almost a a rolling pin going through there in, in layers. And I said, did you feel that? And he said, yeah, did you feel that? I'd never felt anything like that before. So everything doesn't happen the same way all the time. But that's not our concern. God didn't do the same thing all the time, but he still was very effective. And we have to go be effective and look for opportunity to spread the love of God. Now, my brother asked me, do they give me gifts? Here's what I do to increase opportunity. There are some vendors in Mexico that I give money to to pass out their their uh, product, candy and peanuts and coffee and, and ice cream. And those guys give it to people, and sometimes they'll, they'll send them to me and they thank me. But sometimes they come and there's opportunity to minister. And that's what we have to do is look for ways to increase our opportunity. And one of the ways that I just did that was to purchase a uh, movie theater, outdoor portable movie theater, and we're going to be taking that around Mexico when I get back, and we're going to increase our opportunity to minister. It's all about how to increase the opportunity. Jesus fed 5,000 men. Do you think they were all there before the feeding started, or did some show up because they heard there was a free meal on the mark uh, on the land. I don't know. But God will give us strategies and he'll give us ways to implement and he'll give us people and opportunity to give and increase. And it's all about increasing our opportunities to spread his message, especially in these times. Apostle Earl, I really appreciate that, uh, what you said about healing and 
Apostle Dave, thank you so much um, as well on even generating the questions that you did to bring in uh, additional thought and comment. And on the uh, healing side, um, I do want to say that uh, I had received a healing, and it, it was a surprise type of thing. I I had mentioned my back was a problem. I, I was my back was hurting, aching, and um, someone had touched my back, and um, I did feel uh, heat in my back. It, it was an unexpected surprise. Um, it wasn't an anticipation until that happened that I knew and I felt relief, uh, and my back had not hurt ever since. It was a matter that uh, when people lay hands on you, uh, I think you look forward to it being healed, or I do. Uh, it's something that uh, I believe God for. I know that uh, he puts people in our lives uh, to do certain things, and that's their witness that God has given them power to do that. So I, I, I try not to ever doubt people when they do lay hands on me. It, it, everybody doesn't do that. Um, I don't expect everybody to, but when that happens, I know it's out of obedience. Uh, for some reason, I just uh, have that belief and that faith that uh, God is sending that person uh, to do that in my life, and um, I've seen that, and I even have um, witnessed doing that to others uh, uh, in that I had been given that uh, gift a long time ago, but wasn't allowed, I should say, at the time by man as far as utilizing that gift, but um, I totally believe that you can also heal yourself. Um, there's some cases that I had been uh, feeling poorly or certain areas in my body that had tried to give way into that aspect of an illness or a situation. And I have either prayed on it, um, I couldn't touch the situation, um, and that was during a time that they thought I had bone cancer and I was going for consult and then I was going to go uh, back and they were going to do a biopsy on me. But after praying on that, um, because I couldn't touch the specific area in my bones, but it was a matter that I believed God uh, would come and heal my body because I did not believe it was time, uh, it was a time issue with God. There's not a time issue with God, but I didn't feel that I should accept that. Uh, Sometimes man wants you to accept what they give you or tell you uh, about yourself. And I'm not putting doctors and things down. It's just that I don't claim every time I feel something. Uh, but when I do feel it, I, I mention it, and then I expect it to be gone. If I touch it, I expect it to be gone. And that's happened on several occasions. Um, then the, the aspect of getting and receiving blessings from people um, I I know when we are witnesses one to another, um, sometimes out of uh, generosity, people do and have wanted to send me gifts, uh, thanking me for helping them through situations and conversations on that level. And I have had to, one, because of the job I was in, we weren't supposed to take on gifts, but because um, when God gives us something to give to other people, uh, it's 
you do it out of your heart. You do it out of the will of God, and you don't expect nothing back when God tells you to give somebody a gift or or, uh, celebrate with them and then give them some motivation or encouragement or give them an answer to a solution or help them with the problem or help them see through their ministry to help build their ministry. You do this as a gift out of the heart, and, um, you know, uh, God will give the increase is what I'm saying. Eventually, God will bless you. And, um, Brother Earl, I just uh, wish you the best uh, with your movie theater. I know that's another act of God for what all you have already laid on the table. You know, you you set a huge uh, blessing uh, in your life toward others, and I'm sure God is blessing you for it. It's not that you're looking for the blessing, but God says he'll give you abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Uh, when you're doing his will. And uh, mm-hmm. so I I had to learn that. Um, one thing I did have to learn was that you can't depend on man um, for things on that level. You just have to depend on God, and he'll give you the increase. So I, I appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just want to say one last thing about the touch. Um, if if a lady needs a touch and it's in an area that you shouldn't touch, don't touch. Um, <laughs> now, now, let me I believe that can go vice versa. Uh, that can go vice versa, Apostle. Yes. yes <laughs> There was a uh, there was a young young girl whose mother told me to lay hands on her, but I had the girl touch her own stomach, and then I touched the back of her hand, and she wasn't expecting anything because I was touching her hand, and she was touching her stomach, and she got a blessing that she didn't plan on because she was healed of that issue at that particular time. So, you know, be careful, be wise, touch the back, not the front, if you need to, you know, there's 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 ways of getting yourself in trouble and there's ways of keeping yourself out of trouble. And God knows that he he knows how to do that and he knows that we're not supposed to be unseemly. So just be wise. That's all I have to say, Apostle Dave. Well, first of all, this is uh, Dr. D. There we go. (laughs) Uh, My my comment, I I just want to kind of piggyback off of Dr. Shaw when she says that, you know, the, the physicians wanted to diagnose her with or whatever, and it just reminded me uh, as I was coming up in the church, sometimes you would hear testimonies, and the testimonies that I would hear sometimes, uh, they would say, oh, the doctor lied or whatever, and then I would sit there because sometimes I'm just a realist, like that. I just, I guess, put too much thought into some stuff, and I say there, I'm the doctor did not necessarily lie. What happened was God had an opportunity to me to prove himself. 
mm-hmm. these positions, they're, they're, they have this degree for some reason or another. Yes, there may be some quacks out there or whatever, but they've given you this situation. It is a test in your life to bring out a testimony. So we yeah. shouldn't necessarily discredit what the physician has said, but it, because it gives a great uh, testimony to say, this is what I was diagnosed with, but this is what the great physician, uh, my outcome was. So I just like for us to look at it that way. I feel that when other people mm-hmm. say that, other words, that doctors lied or whatever, that is ignorance to me, uh, that it, it was definitely most likely there, but God had an opportunity to prove yeah. himself. Amen. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that, that reminds me of the situation that uh, there was a lady with a stroke, and her son was in our congregation. My pastor was in Indianapolis, and he said he called me up and sent me to uh, Reed Hospital in Richmond. And so I went into the room, and the family's all there, and she had a full-blown stroke. So I laid my hand on her head and on her foot, which stretched me. And so I was there just a few moments, and I walked out of the room because you don't have to stay to take credit because it's not yours. And so I walked and left, and they came back and watched her face come back to normal. Her speech came back to normal, and the doctors said it was a fake stroke. But the story spread, but nobody ever came to ask me to lay hands on them uh, from that. I just, you know, I, not that they need to or anything else, but, you know, some people, they they think what they're going to think. And you can lay hands on inanimate objects and bless them as well. Uh there was a lady that had an air conditioner. She didn't have any money. She had just had a repair person there, and they said they were coming back because they couldn't fix it, and they were going to come back on a Monday. And I was out on a Saturday, uh, Sunday, and I said, I, I opened up the, the fuse box and shut it and prayed on it, and I told her to go turn it on. And for ten, the last 10 years, she hadn't had it reserviced. And and she just had a guy do a check on it this summer because her son had thrown a switch on it, and he said it's still full of freedom and everything's good. Wow. So God will do anything. We can't yeah. limit him. We cannot limit him. Amen. Well, just one more thing. I, I just want to mention this because you were talking about prayer and how people uh, point to the person. But uh, I, I think when uh, NSS repair comes up or when several people are asked to pray or if it's more than one person, everybody's in the room. And and um, I think uh, uh, Apostle Dave remembers this. When uh, Brother Shaw was in the hospital, you know, he was having quite a bit of heart problems and several heart attacks on and off and on and off. And, we have found out that there were several uh, of his arteries that were blocked, and uh, we began to pray because they were going to try to do a triple bypass on him at the time. And uh, we all touched him and prayed because we believed God. 
was mm-hmm. going to do something. We didn't know what it was, but we knew that this was going to be something powerful. Uh, we knew, and even Brother Shaw knew that God was going to intervene, and we didn't know how, which we never need to know how, but we believed, and uh, because we had prayed so much into that, and it it was a prayer that you could feel the atmosphere. I don't, I don't know about the others, but that was a proud, powerful prayer. We were all touching and agreeing that God was going to do something, and um, and he did, because before they can um, begin to do an operation on him the next day, or the day after, I forget how soon, it was kind of soon, and because uh, he was scheduled, and uh, what happened was his heart grew three arteries in the back of it on its own. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show you how powerful God is. Yeah. All things are possible through him. And, yeah. um, I mean, we were shouting for joy. And, of course, you know, the doctors didn't want to call it a miracle. They wanted to say these things happen. Well, we know these things happen. That's why we prayed. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Apostle Earl, um, perhaps um, uh, maybe we can, um, if, if the Holy Spirit allows, take a few moments and um, there might be somebody on the call here that uh, needs the uh, loving grace of God to touch their body. Uh, Perhaps you can uh, pray for someone. Okay. Is there anybody in need of prayer?
and it will be healed and it will manifest your glory and you will be receiving all the glory for its total and complete closure before the doctors would even think that it could have happened. We ask this in Jesus' name. Thank you. I receive it in the name of Jesus. I can't wait for the praise report. Amen. Amen. Any uh, Well, if there are no other comments or if no one else has a comment or a healing request or prayer request or anything, I Maybe time to wrap this up. I just want to say um, thank you, Apostle Roll, Apostle Dave, for uh, sharing tonight. Amen. Uh, God truly is uh, very present. Um, I just want to uh, say that uh, maybe it was last summer year or the year before, we were in the prophetic school, and um, you were also teaching about faith. And um, Prophet Patricia had a, uh, some kind of condition, <clears throat> and you uh, laid hands on her. Uh, and as you said uh, uh, in the beginning of this uh, uh, discourse, uh, you didn't pray out loud real well, but uh, maybe you you know you laid hands. Uh, and uh, waited a few moments and um, it was over and, and you asked her how she felt and she said it was gone and uh, we thank God for um, uh, this wonderful teaching the Bible says these signs shall follow those that believe and perhaps um, um Perhaps, amen, tonight, you know, we've all been blessed. I believe we are, have been, and edified, amen, by uh, this teaching. Uh, Let us pray for Apostle Earl, who uh, will be going back to uh, Mexico in the middle of this month for the work uh, ahead of him. The work ahead of him. And I would just like to start the prayer and uh, others can uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so choose so Father I thank you Lord in the name of Jesus for your grace and mercy thank you Lord God for your loving kindness even that you have uh, released upon this uh, discussion tonight thank you for your servants Lord God that have shared from their heart and uh, have shared about, amen, your love that you have expressed in the healing uh, of the body 
as well, amen, as a, a, of salvation. I pray, Father, that you would um, just uh, bless Apostle Earl as he uh, is about to uh, journey forth again <clears throat> outside of the United States. We pray, Lord God, for your, the blessing, your grace to be upon him, that uh, many souls and lives would be transformed and changed, and leaders and ministries would be blessed and edified by the grace and anointing, Lord God, that you have in and upon him. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that there would be no lack in any area uh, in what he has been assigned and tasked to do. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. Amen. Well, God bless you all. Thank you all. And um, I appreciate you, Apostle Earl, Apostle Dave, for what you've done yeah. tonight. Thank the you. Power of God. God bless you all. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. God bless you. Safe blessings, safe trips, safe travel. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.